It's time! Drew Doherty and John Harris have their white coats and their goggles on, and they're ready to talk Texans in a different sort of way. Uh, let's go in the lab. After a week off, we're back. This is In the Lab. Thank you for listening. Drew Doherty here, a good pal, a brosa, a road dog, John Harris. How are you, Johnny? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm just, uh, Drew, I've been looking at all these numbers and figures that guys are signing for now. Mm-hmm. Donovan Smith, left tackle for the Buccaneers, got three years, $41.5 million, 27 guaranteed. You know, some guys getting some money. It's that time of year. Yeah, the it is that time of year. Itself. It's a fun time of year. We heard uh, earlier today about Kevin Johnson release. Yeah. No longer Texas. Just, man, it's, it's just a big, when I think of Kevin Johnson, it's a big bummer because he's one of my favorite people to have interviewed talked with i've met his family there yeah. they're, they're you know just cool cool guy cool family and he just could not get healthy and yep. i know there have been some people that say oh, it's not just his health well the guy was always rehabbing injuries he was mm-hmm. i mean after that first year and so i i just cannot give a full uh estimation on who he is as 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 a player i mean i saw and liked what i saw as a rookie but the last three years He's just been banged up and behind the eight ball every single season. Yeah, and I felt like he was kind of coming through his own in 2016 on that yeah. Sunday night game against the Colts. And as I told DP on, on All Access um, that you can hear 6-7 to seven each and every night this week, during the week, all weeks on Sports Radio 610, he was instrumental in holding T.Y. Hilton three catches, 47 yeah. yards. And if you think about it, the only win the Texans have had at home against the Colts that was that one when T.Y. Hilton had three catches for 47 yards. And Kevin was fantastic. And after that game, he's just sitting outside the training room and just in tears knowing something wasn't right. Yeah. And I felt like that was going to be the breakthrough moment. Mm-hmm. And I think about 2016, like, whoa, what if we've got a healthy Kevin Johnson, a healthy A.J. Boye, and a healthy Jonathan Joseph? My goodness. You can definitely move Kareem to safety at that point, and now you can start rocking and rolling like, whoa, this defense is going to be even better. I mean, he's number one in the league, yeah. but it, but it might have been even better if you have A.J. Boye and Kevin Johnson running downfield. I mean, I think about that playoff game against the against the New England Patriots, and they were able to hit some balls down the field. Maybe if you got a healthy Kevin Johnson, maybe that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. But either way, I thought there was there was potential for some really good things. And I, and I think at some point, especially in 2017, I think the confidence started – Started to wane a little bit. And well, I, think about I it. Hated that. Think about it. In seventeen, he comes into camp and he's having a really good camp yeah, yep. against DeAndre Hopkins, and then he gets he gets banged up again. Yep. And then last year, comes into camp and it looks like he's doing pretty well. And second preseason game, early on in the preseason game against the Patriots here at home, nasty concussion. Yep. So he's out, and then he comes back first game of the year. Boom! Another. I mean, he you just. Did not see the full picture. And uh, I wish him well. I know you wish yep. him well. He's, he's a funny, funny guy. And to that, Andrew, that doesn't ultimately rule out the Texans. It just means if the Texans right. are going to bring him back, they'll do it at, a, at a, a lower a lower cap number, a lower salary number. So it doesn't rule out the Texans right. forever. And, and I, I, hope, I hope at some point that he can have kind of a redemption story here. I mean, that would be great. That would be awesome. But as of right now, he's out on the open market. Away you go, teams. That's teams right. looking for corners. That's right. Okay, here's what we're going to do. 
Uh, I'm going to do Johnny Tell Me About. And it's going to be about one more offensive lineman. And then we're going to get into two offensive players and two defensive players from the combine who really turned your head. And when I say that, you have done and do on a year-round basis the due diligence on college football, Mm -hmm. on NFL football. I mean, you're banging out, busting up tape, and you know these guys. But who came to the combine and did something or said something? Because it could have been in an interview that you heard. It could have been in in a drill that you heard. That changed your mind about them or, or just kind of made your ears prick up. So we're going to get into that. But first, we start off with, Johnny, tell me about Cody Ford, offensive lineman from Oklahoma. I'm glad you mentioned offensive lineman. I didn't Be- say tackle. I, exactly. I I'm, didn't say left tackle. And I'm glad you said that. Yeah. Because I, after seeing him in Indianapolis and watching him in Indianapolis and watching his tape throughout the year, I'm fairly convinced that he is a guard. I think he is a guard. I think teams want him to be a guard. I know for a fact there's one NFL team that absolutely, and it's not us, I just I happened to be on on a flight, and whoever was on the flight had some in, information. I saw it. There's an NFL team that I know definitely thinks he should be a guard. Hmm. Um, so and I, and I would imagine that team's not alone. So I think that Cody Ford is going to end up being a guard, and I think he's going to be a darn good one. Yeah. The one thing that stood out to me, Drew, and you can see some of this on the field, but when, you know, the whole underwear Olympics thing, you know, that gets to, you know, people kind of poke fun at it. But one of the one of the reasons for it is you can really see the body types of these guys. Right. And I was – He looks like a guard. His trunk is so big. Mm-hmm. Like his butt and his legs are so big. And it doesn't preclude him from moving well out on the edge. But I really feel like, and I have him in the Harris 100, and I think I have him as listed as a tackle. And going into my second iteration, I will put him as a guard. Oh, okay. And I won't, I won't even up. put tackle. Yeah. I'm going to make, make him a guard. Now, for the Texans, does that preclude him from being a draft pick? No, not at all. Because if you want to continue to improve this offensive line, you'll take all steps. And if Cody Ford is there and you've assessed him as such and you love everything about him and he's – as you look at it, he's better than the guys you have, and you have the opportunity to draft him at number 23, then let's rock and roll. Let's yep. make this offensive line uh, as good as it possibly can be. And Cody Ford transition back, can, transitions back to guard. And here's his timeline was he was a guard in 2017. Mm-hmm. Then when Orlando Brown went to the NFL, right tackle Bobby Evans went to the left side. They bumped him out to tackle to open up spots for Drew Samia and Ben Powers. So Ford went to right tackle just because of that movement in 2018. But he played guard in 2017, and I think that's ultimately where he's going to go uh, in the NFL. I think that's where it suits him. He's 330 pounds, and he's from waist down. He just looks like he looks like he's 800 pounds. Yeah. I mean, he looks like Dalen Mack. Mm-hmm. Dalen Mack has kind of that same thing. So you know there's some power. You know there's the ability to, to move guys off the football. He's going to win some leverage battles. I was really impressed with what Cody Ford did, thinking of him as a guard at the combine. You know, it wasn't just it wasn't how he ran or did anything like that, but it was just the way that he moved, the way that he did everything with just this 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 power. And I think that's something that the offensive line for the Texans maybe lacks, just having that intense man. We're going to run right behind this guy because we know he's going to drive this guy three yards off the ball. He's got and he's. Listening to him in his interview with the media, and yeah, I know you got to put an asterisk somewhat by that, but he was very impressive. I was very impressed with yeah. the stuff he was saying, 
the demeanor he had, the confidence he had. And then The Athletic did a really cool piece on him. Uh, they kind of followed him around and just sort of chronicled how grinding that week is, yeah. those few days are for these prospects. And I thought he I thought he came off well in that piece as well. So, yeah, he's, he's somebody that it's going to be fun to see where he goes. I, I mean, I could see him here. I don't think it will happen. Um, I think he's – there's a possibility he's in that range, but he's definitely somebody that's been mocked to the Texans in a yep. lot of these mock drafts. Yeah, and I think they're thinking about him as a tackle. And I'm and I'm not ruling out tackle. Listen, but he looks better suited to be a guard. Yeah, I think he's yeah. better. I think he's better suited to to be a guard. You know, look, this is a guy that's what 329 pounds, and he had a 28 and a half inch vertical leap. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind, Andre Dillard had a 29 inch vertical leap. So wait, what is what does that mean, John? Well, the vertical jump is all about explosion. It's yeah. all about explosion. And Dillard's 315, 29 inches. He's almost 330, and he's doing 28 and a half inches. So, you know, from that perspective, and I watched him do the broad jump, and when they, they reeled off his number, which was 9.8, I was like, whoa. <laughs> uh, 9.6, sorry. That's a darn good number. I mean, that's a that's a really good number. So, um, oh, actually, I did my math wrong. He's 8.6. 8.6, not 9.6. So still that, good. That's why my math is off, or 8.8. My math is still wrong. It was eight feet eight inches, which for a guy three hundred twenty nine pounds is not not half bad. Right, not half bad at all. Uh, before we get into the two of each, who surprised Andre Dillard? You brought him up. He's a guy that's the he's getting the lion's share of mock drafted to the Texan picks, mm-hmm. and I thought it was probably a reach to happen. Meaning, I think he's probably going to go higher before the combine, and I think now that we saw mm-hmm. the stuff that he did at the combine, yep, especially like the three cone, all that shuttle stuff. It doesn't look like he's going to be around. I mean, he's if it were if he were to be around, it'd be because there's a lot of quarterbacks and defensive linemen chosen early. Yeah, he's not getting us at 23. But I'll tell you who might. Who's that? It's Jonah Williams from Alabama. Which he's been by a lot, a lot of folks. He's been like, oh, this is the best. This This offensive line. This is that guy. But there were some things at the combine. His arm length. There were some things. I mean, just the way the way he looked comparatively to the tackles. I mean, his tape is really good. I think he fit would fit us because he's a zone-blocking guy. Um, he had some problems with some power, especially against Cleveland Farrell in the championship game against Clemson. Um, he had you know problems with some power. But so really, he's the kind of guy, if you said, tell me about the Texas locker room, every single asset you would list is him. He's a gym rat. He can't get enough of this. Mm-hmm. And he's just not a great tester. He's a really good football player. But I think Andre Dillard just has so many more assets that teams are looking for physically that they're going to go with a guy like Andre Dillard. Yeah. The problem is you've got to escape that gauntlet in the in the middle of the draft where you've got teams that need tackles. The Panthers need a tackle. They uh-huh. also need a center. You have the Vikings that are there. They they drafted Brian O'Neill last year. I don't know if they're happy with that. Um, they they need offensive line to protect yeah. you know the guaranteed boy, Kirk Cousins. So there are going to be some teams that need tackle in that mix that are in front of the Texans. It's going to be tough for Andre Dillard and Jonah Williams to get there. But before the combine, I would have said, oh, man, I'm pretty sure Jonah Williams is not getting to us. After the combine, I'm like, ah, maybe. I'd be fine with that. Maybe. I'd be all right with that. I'd be fine with that. Okay, let's flip uh, Let's flip over to the defense and come back to the offense. But name one defensive player, and I want to get two, but start off with one uh-huh. who did something, said something that really made you turn your head at the combine. Jamel Dean, Auburn. 6'1", 206, ran four three zero. Four, three, yeah. zero. Now yeah, that, he's got that an injury got history. Got an he injury does. history. Transferred from Ohio State, but when you can run like the wind, <laughs> yeah, and you play cornerback, 
you were going to get uh, a little bit of love, aren't you? I can only imagine what the heck he was doing before he had three major knee surgeries from 2013 to 2016. Is he running a 4-2? Yeah, I, I have no idea. But, you know, he was not a guy that I spent a lot of time studying, I'll be honest about it. I, I, did, not, I did not study him a lot. But you go back at and look Auburn. at his tape now. What do you see? But I will. I will know. go back uh, and take a look at his at his tape. I thought he was a good football player at Auburn. First of all, I'll admit I didn't realize he was a senior. I wasn't. I wasn't paying attention to that. But I thought Auburn's front seven was really good. The front in particular was very very good. So sometimes you kind of discount some of the corners, like oh, yeah, he's, he looks good because that front seven's so good. But I will go back and definitely watch Jamel Dean because at six one two zero six running four three, that guy is prime like you put him on a platter that's yeah. exactly what the texans and a lot of teams are going to be looking for but the texans are going to i would think kick a lot of tires on those knees make sure that they're solid now the last injury he had was 2016 he's not he's not been injured or had any injury, injury history after that from a knee standpoint now, that's a long time ago if i remember one of the games he had a cast on his hand this year so he's played through that that's um, it's either this year or last year but that's a guy I could absolutely when i saw that i was like whoa I, and I, I texted a buddy of mine, and I just said, that guy's going to be a Texan. I don't know number 23, 54, 55, but I don't think he gets out of the second round. He's definitely not getting out of the second round with that kind of speed and that kind of size. So, And he's a good player. I just got to go figure out and go back and watch how good. Mm-hmm. But I know he's a good player because I, I remember watching him at Auburn. He stood out at certain points. But I want to go back and see how good he was. We get these emails uh, because we work in the video department. And they they come straight from the NFL Network, and you can choose to activate them and put them up on HoustonTexans.com if you want. And basically, they send every single forty that they record. Yeah. And so, and it's in the subject line, so you don't have to watch the video. You can see what it says. So over the last couple of days, when corners and safeties were running, I you know I was looking. They'll come in succession. They'll, you'll get like yeah. seven or eight at a time, and I'll just yeah. boom, 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 boom. And anything under four four. I'm like, what, what? And so when I saw that, I was like, who is this guy? Yep. Who is this Jamel Dean? So I looked him up, and, yeah, it's it's something and someone who is very intriguing. And, uh, yeah, you say 4-3, and you see what other teams have done over the last couple of years at receiver mm-hmm. when they've had success. I'm cool with uh, getting a fast guy that can play some corner. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So he's one okay, defensive he's player. One. Who's who's another? One, one more. Oh, really so, something that – well, I, I'm going to give you – I'm going to give you two guys, and, and I don't think the Tex- the Texans, A, will not have a shot at either one of them. It's fine. Maybe one, but they're not going to because their stack are off-the-ball linebackers, and I think the Texans are pretty good at those positions. And it's the two Devins. The two Devins, Devin Bush from out of Michigan, um, whose dad played in the NFL, his dad played safety at Florida State, and then Devin White, linebacker uh, at LSU. Drew, this every single thing that they did, every test that they did – Here's how it went. Devin White ran 4-4-2 in the 40. Devin Bush ran 4-4-3. Linebacker. Devin White did 22 reps to 225. Devin Bush did 21. Devin White posted a 39-and-a-half-inch vertical. Devin Bush Jr., 40-and-a-half-inch vertical. White posted a 9-foot, 10-inch broad jump. Devin Bush posted a 10-foot, 4-inch broad jump. Devin White had a 7.03 short shuttle. Devin Bush broke seven seconds with a 6.93 short shuttle. These guys are inside linebackers or off-the-ball linebackers coming to the NFL. Now, they're six foot 237, and you're like, wait a second, what's Benardrick? Benardrick's like 6'3", 6'4", 255. In a short amount of time, Benardrick's kind of a, a dinosaur in some sense. Like, yeah. 
look at every single linebacker and look at the weight of every single guy at the combine. There aren't many of them over 240 pounds. In fact, I want to say there were maybe three or four. 235, 237, 239, 231. That's what players are coming to the NFL because they got to be able to cover backs. they got to be able to cover tight ends. And most importantly, they got to stay on the field all three downs. So there's so much that they've got to be able to do. And those two guys, with what they're doing, I knew they went sideline to sideline. I've seen many games of those guys, and I love both of them. But I knew we're not, we're not going to draft these guys. But the way that they run to the football, and you think about Darius Leonard. Darius had a 4-7 at the combine, by the way. And think about how he runs sideline to sideline and what he's all he's able to do for the Colts. You think about what Zach Cunningham does for us. And you see this, and it's the testing is more than matching up with the tape. Absolutely. What you're talking about. Yeah, when you see Devin White go sideline to sideline, you're like, that joker's fast. And then he runs a 4-4-2 and confirms it. And same with Devin Bush, you see the same thing. You're like, oh, man. He goes sideline to sideline and tracks dudes down. And then he runs a 4-4-3. So you're seeing the timing match up. I knew they were fast. I did not see four four two or four four three coming. Are they? Where do you put them round wise now? I think Devin White's top twelve. Depends on what happens to the quarterbacks. But the Bucks are sitting at pick number five. They have it. They have a need because it looks like they're not bringing Quan Alexander back. He's not going to go number one to the Cardinals. The Cardinals have a need too. Um, I think. I think he could be in play for Lions. Obviously. You know, Devin Bush, that's a little I, – I would think that White, to me, I have White ahead of Bush uh, in the in the Harris 100. I, this is between them – I don't want to say significant, but it's probably eight spots. It's probably a little bit closer. Um, but I think you could take either one. I mean, it's just kind of which one so which you, one is available so to So you had him, like, top 20 before the yeah. combine. Okay. I had Bush, like, 22. I think I had Devin White, like, 12. Okay. Okay. And I probably won't – I might move Bush up maybe a few slots. But I, but not not too much more. Theoretically, this is good for the Texans. Absolutely, because this means absolutely you push these guys into the top two more mm-hmm. into the top twenty-two that aren't an offensive lineman, absolutely aren't a corner. That means somebody good might slide to you. Yep, and the the only the the thing about corner is you needed you would have liked to have had more of the supply running faster. But then Jamel Dean ends up being a surprise. But Byron Murphy ran four five five. DeAndre Baker ran four five two. Look, those are really, really good times. But when you see what the receivers are running, you see what the receivers look like in this league, and you better you better be able to fly. Yeah. And I'm talking getting the four fours if you're gonna end up being a first round pick. So DeAndre Baker, Byron Murphy are gonna be two guys that are gonna be right on the cusp. Baker strikes me more as a Texan. He's almost six foot. He's 193 pounds. He's got 32 inch arms, so he makes up for some of what he lacks the speed with that length. But can he exist out on the edge against T.Y. Hilton? Could he do that? Because that's got to be the question you're you're asking. And I know people are thinking, wait a second, you expect the rookie to stay with T.Y. Hilton? Uh, yeah, I do. I mean, that's that's what you have to be able yeah. to do. If you're a first round pick, that's your job. That's now what you have to do. 13, you see him wearing a clown mask? Go shut his ass down. That's what you have to do. So, yeah, it's it's a mouthful. Can a guy like DeAndre Baker do that? Can a guy like Byron Murphy do that? Could a guy like Jamel Dean at 4-3, could he do that? Now, some guys that run 4-5 have pristine technique. So they make up for some of that lack of speed with yeah. their ability to turn their hips and do things like that. And DeAndre Baker has that. But 
they're going to be in play, I would think, at 23. I don't think Byron Murphy. I think I think he might be under the, the size threshold for the Texans and then run it 4-5-5. Five, five. They're kind of like, them out. yeah, they, yeah. I think they'll move on. But DeAndre Baker is definitely going to be in the mix, I think. Okay. How about on the offense side? Well, Kyler Murray got on a scale. You, yeah, okay, you thought he was going to be lighter. Yeah. Uh, I didn't think he was going to be lighter. I thought he was probably going to be about, I mean, seeing the picture of him when he went to an, uh, an Oklahoma basketball game was like, whoa, he's beefy. So he got on there at 207. The fact that he was 5'10 and 8th, I really had nothing to go on, to be honest. I had, I've not met Kyler um, personally, and I, I was trying to think if I'd been to an Oklahoma game and seen him up close. I've been in an A&M game, but I hadn't really seen him up close, and that was, you know, three, four years yeah. ago. So, look, we knew he was shorter, but 5'10 and 8th is about three-eighths of an inch away from Russell Wilson. So, he, you know, he weighed about the same thing that Russell does. So I, I think that's sort of – squelched any of that, oh, he's too small. Look, look, he's small no matter what. Yeah. But that joker can play. So that that sort of stood out. Um, I, there were a couple of things that stood out to me, Drew. Number one, the Ole Miss receivers and the Ohio State receivers. And what I kept coming back to was Ohio State's three receivers. They had three receivers. They had Paris Campbell, who ran 4-3-1. They Terry McLaurin, who I could absolutely see the Texans drafting. Absolutely. Why? Again, going back to those assets of Jonah Williams, that's Terry McLaurin. Yeah. Urban Meyer told him, I'm not giving you, I'm not giving you a scholarship. You don't catch the ball well enough. He said, but go catch 200 balls a day and get back to us. Show up at this next camp. He did that and then some. Went to the camp, showed it off. Urban's like, you did it? Gave you a scholarship. Six foot two oh five ran four three seven. And Johnny Dixon four four one. And there are two other guys that are still there that were contributors. They had about five or six receivers, but three of them that were there ran four four three one, four three seven, four four one. You wonder why Dwayne Haskins was good? Yeah. I mean if you're an evaluator, you gotta like you gotta step back a little bit and go, Does wait that a scare, second. It scares you about Haskins. Maybe. Not scares me, but it's like you gotta ask the question, okay. Haskins was throwing to some open dudes. Yeah. It's pretty easy. Look at these guys. And then, oh, I mean, look, DK Metcalf. He's an, he's an Adonis, man. So we we were in there, and I don't know if you were still there, Drew. It was no, – uh, It was the next day. Was it Friday? It was, it was Friday. You were gone. So yeah. it was Friday. Mark and I were, were still in the in – the, um, we were still in the room. And we were at our table, and our table, the bench press was back over, to our, over our right shoulder. So – when he was coming up, I was like, oh, I got to see this. So I turned. I literally turned all the way around and was watching. was like, oh, this is sick. I turned back around when he was done, and Mark goes, that was so compelling. I don't know why, but it was really compelling. <laughs> and I was like, Mark, he's 6'3", two, almost 230, and put up 27 reps and plays receiver. Yeah. Receiver. And then it came, uh, no, who, oh, Nikhil Harry from Arizona State. He also put up 27. But then DK went on Saturday and ran 4-3-3, and it's like, come on, man. Seriously? This is what's coming in the NFL. We talked about Jamel Dean a little while ago. That's why you can't you, you can't be running 4-5-2 no. staking with guys that are 4-3-3. I mean, yeah, look, does DK play 4-3-3 all the time? Well, when he catches the ball and goes runs by a guy, heck yeah. Now, he's got to refine his route running, and there's some things as a receiver he's got to work on, but he didn't do in college what Julio Jones did in college at Alabama, but everything he did at the combine, Metcalf, like matched straight up with 
what Jones did. But even even Julio didn't do a ton in college, right? You know, he didn't do a ton in college. I mean, I'm not Alabama, saying he's going to be Julio Jones, but no, but the, but, but that, that makes you pause, man. What you saw that's got to be your comparison. Yeah, point. I mean, that's got to be your comparison point uh, when you're going against a guy like that. And everybody, you know, th- talks about longer, stronger, faster corners. Like, when are we going to get that? When are we going to get that kind of guy that plays corner? You know, maybe you got to play Montez Sweat out there, who went six six, two hundred sixty two pounds, and ran four four one. Maybe you got to put him out there. I don't It'd be cool know. to like go back to nineteen ninety one and just pluck and replicate like Deion Sanders three times and just cool. add three of them to here. Would that be cool with you? I'd be I'd be fine with that. Yeah. We'll They're, do that on maybe this give us Jalen Ramsey. I'd take that too. <laughs> All right, this is fun. It's good to be back. Good to be back on on in the lab with you, and we'll have more next week. Thanks so much. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.